amen, to our children, amen. I want to see our kids fired up, saved, amen, and full of the Holy Ghost, amen. Can you say amen? And so we want to um, also encourage you, if you weren't here a few nights ago, we did hand out some, uh, we have a book called The Foundations Book, amen, and it is, uh, it goes through a lesson on repentance, water baptism, amen, and the necessity of being baptized in Jesus' name, amen. If you would like one of those, please let us know, uh, but we're trying to get everybody, if you don't have one, let me know, uh, because we want everybody to go through the booklet, praise God. Uh, there's going to be three volumes, there's one on uh, biblical monotheism, and then the last one, amen, is on modesty, church attendance, and giving, so please uh, when we hand those out to you, uh, please make sure that you uh, take the time to go through them. Some of you have already done it with me, uh, but I need to make sure that everybody in our church goes through it because we want to be on the same page about some real basic things. Praise God. These are the non-negotiables, and we want to make sure that you're aware, amen, of what the Bible teaches, amen, and what we do around here and why. Praise God. So please, if you did not get a Foundations booklet, let me know after church. We have one for you. We want to get that out to you. Uh, uh, no charge in Jesus name somebody say amen let's all stand for the reading of the word of the Lord we're going to Romans chapter 8 don't forget that immediately following the service uh, we are going to have a time of fellowship we want you to stick around a little bit amen you don't have to hang out all day but if uh, if you'd like to hang out for a little bit just grab a uh, um, a quick snack amen you are welcome to do so uh, thank you to everybody who helped clean the church who helped prepare the food uh, thank you thank you thank you amen uh, there's nothing like amen uh, the people of God amen and we're so thankful for everyone that's helping make this service and every Sunday service a success can you say amen all right book of Romans chapter 8 we're going to begin reading at verse number one say amen when you have it the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And uh, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you today on this very simple subject, the power of the resurrection. The power of the resurrection. Can you say amen? All right. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. It is anointed. I pray, Jesus, that you would open up our ears and our eyes and our understanding and enable us, God, to receive of your good word. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you, God, for your word and the spirit, God, that's going to meet with us here in just the next few moments. God, bless your word. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And everyone said a healthy amen. amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise before you're seated. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. One of the greatest revelations we could ever have of Jesus is that from the beginning of his ministry, he fully intended to share with us, or his followers for that matter, everything that he possibly could. Although this included at the time of his earthly ministry, possessions, this is not what I am referring to today. I am referring to the things that money can't buy and that we all know are priceless treasures. For example, Jesus shares with you and I the ability to have a father-son or father-daughter relationship with God. Matthew 6 and 9 Jesus says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Amen. When he uses the word our, he is talking about you. He is talking about me. He is talking about himself. And he is saying, I am now sharing with you, amen, the relationship, amen, that God, amen, has with his children. In John 1 and 12, the scripture says, but as many as received him, speaking of Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In Galatians 3 and 26, it says, for you, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Just this alone, amen, is something that should get all of us emotional and excited. Because over 18 million children in America grow up without a father figure in their home. To complicate matters more, it is a scientific fact that men die before women do. Many of those millions of men are fathers. And Jesus' response to this dilemma is to share with us a relationship with the Father that is in heaven. Amen. This is a Father who will not leave us. This is a Father who will not stop loving us. This is a Father who will never die on us. He will be with us from the day we're born, amen, till the day we go to meet Him in heaven. And I'm so thankful that of all the things that Jesus could have shared with us, He shared with us the ability to have a relationship with God as our Father. Praise God. I'm, I'm, I, this is not the heart of the message today, but I want everybody here to hear me good. Amen. If you miss your father, if you don't have a father, amen, I'm here to tell you, you got a father in God. Hallelujah. And when you're in need and when you need comfort and when you need direction and you need consolation, amen, hallelujah, you can get it from God. Huh? Amen. I'm here to let everybody know, huh? amen, who perhaps has been let down, disappointed, disillusioned, amen, by a person who was supposed to be your father. Praise God. Just because you can have children doesn't make you a father. Praise God. Amen. I'm here to tell you that there is a God in heaven. Amen. Who is happy and willing and ready. Amen. To fulfill that role in your life. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid to tell you today that I was one of those people that was raised without a father. I'm not afraid to tell you today that I was one of those children. And I was one of those 18 million children who does not have their dad in their life. Praise God. But I'll never forget the day I came to church. Church, I got saved uh, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost uh, and all of a sudden I felt the I felt the loving hand of a father, amen, overshadow my life, praise God, and amen, I'm here to tell you I'm a living witness uh, that there was things God taught me that my real father was supposed to teach me, there was things Jesus provided for me that my father never provided for me, there was things that Jesus supplied me with, amen, direction he gave me, doors he opened, doors he closed, praise God, that should have all been done by a father, praise God, I'm, I, I don't mind preaching like this, uh, I know there's some people that may get offended. We're going to go ahead and preach like this. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Because, amen. Hallelujah. It is our responsibility. Praise God. Amen. To direct people. Amen. To the Father in heaven. Uh, amen. He's, he, won't, he won't leave us. Uh, he won't forsake us. Uh, he won't stop loving us. Uh, he'll never die on us. Uh, he'll be there from day one till the end. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're not preaching yet. Amen. 
But that's not all Jesus shares with us. He also shares with us the kingdom of heaven. He shares with us the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 5 and 3, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. You ain't blessed just because you broke. Praise God. Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus here is using a very specific Greek word when he says poor. And he is not talking about somebody that is just struggling. The word poor here means abject or absolute poverty. It means the bottom of the barrel. It means as bad as it can get. It means, amen, no help, amen, no resources, amen, no means of supplying your own needs. And in this particular case, Jesus says that it is possible to be at this level spiritually. Amen. Jesus is letting us know that it is possible to be poverty stricken in spirit. To be spiritually impoverished has all manner of implications. It can refer to someone who has no hope because of unimaginable trials and difficulties. Amen. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been through something, amen, that just decimates your spiritual savings account, that just decimates your spiritual capital? It just leaves you without, amen, any sense of direction. Amen. I, I, I don't think I'm alone here today when I say that I've been to a few funerals and had a few difficulties and had a few low points and had a few financial struggles, praise God, that left me totally decimated spiritually. Amen. It can also refer to someone who does not have the capacity, amen, to make good decisions. Amen. Amen. I, I remember being there myself. And many of you remember being there. And some people are still there. Praise God. You know what's the right thing to do, but you can't seem to do it. That is because you are poor in spirit. Uh, amen. You know the direction that you should go, but you can't do it. It's because you are poor in spirit. Amen. There are people that know they should be here today, but they are poor in spirit. Praise God. They are elsewhere doing who knows what. Praise God. Amen. That is poverty stricken in spirit. Praise God. There are people that know they should pray, but they do not pray. There are people that know they should read their Bible, but they do not read their Bible. There are people that know they should gather their kids and get down to the house of the Lord. Amen. But they cannot do it. It's not because they are bad. It's not because they are evil. Amen. It is because they are poverty stricken in their spirit. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It can also refer to someone who has no peace of mind. Amen. It can mean someone who is mentally and emotionally amen afflicted it could talk it could refer to somebody who when they get anxious get out of their way praise god because they do not have the resources or the means to calm their mind down they do not have the resources or the means amen to quiet all the voices in their head they do not have the resources or the means amen to just chill out for a minute and think about it pray about it and seek god about it amen amen and jesus says to these people, to the people that can't make good decisions, to the people that do wrong when they should do right, to the people that can't quiet the voices in their head and in their spirit, to the people that can't stop worrying, to the people that can't stop crying, to the people that can't shake off the depression, to the people that have been through trial after trial, funeral after funeral, amen, low point after low point. He says, blessed are ye, for yours is the kingdom of God. Amen. This sounds strange. 
Amen. Hallelujah. This sounds strange to make such a promise to a person that is spiritually bankrupt. Amen. They may or may not be bankrupt in the earthly sense but jesus is making it very clear that they are this in the spiritual sense and they know it amen emotionally mentally spiritually whatever they know that unless someone helps them they're not gonna make it praise god and it is hard to be at this position in life and believe that god loves you it is hard to be in this station in life and believe that you still have a place in heaven amen hallelujah and to these people jesus says don't you worry about it uh, amen yours is the kingdom of god amen hallelujah hey i'm just here to let you know i was one of those people i walked into church i could not do right to save my life uh, i was one of those people amen that by my 18th birthday i had already attempted suicide two times uh, i was one of those people that could not shake the voices in my spirit and the voices in my head amen i could not shake amen the emotional turmoil and trouble that i was in Amen. And never would I have imagined uh, that Jesus would have made to me a promise uh, that the kingdom of God is mine uh, and that he's going to share it with me. Uh, but this is exactly what Jesus is saying in this verse. Uh, he is saying, don't worry about it. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Uh, I'm going to help you get in. Uh, I'm going to help you make good decisions. I'm going to help you quiet the voices. I'm going to help you get through this funeral. I'm going to help you get through this trial. I'm going to help you. Somebody help me preach right now. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Yes. Amen. Let me just tell you, the people that heard him preaching on that day, they were excited. They were excited. Amen. In fact, a lot of them didn't have to wait that long. Amen. To see exactly what he was talking about. Because my Bible tells me that when Jesus was crucified, he was crucified between two thieves. And the Bible says that one of the thieves, amen, began to revile him and cuss at him and curse at him. And the other thief reached over, amen, and, 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 and hunched over on that cross. Uh, and he looked at the other thief and he said, you and me are getting what we deserve. Uh, but this man in the middle, praise God, how many are thankful for the man in the middle? He said, this man in the middle, he has not done anything wrong. Uh, this is a holy man. Uh, this is a righteous man. Uh, and I don't know if he was there the day Jesus preached. Uh, amen. Blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Uh, but somehow he knew uh, that I can ask this man to help me to get into heaven right now. Uh, and he's going to help me get into heaven right now. Uh, I've never lived right. Uh, I've never talked right. Uh, I've never made the right decisions. Uh, amen. I got, I got a few mental problems. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. I go to the small class room at school. Praise God. Amen. The kids make fun of me. Praise God. My dad's never been in my life. Amen. But just maybe if I ask this man to help me to get into heaven, he'll help me do it. He looked at Jesus and he said, remember me. Amen. In your kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus looked at him and he said, this day will you be with me in heaven. Hallelujah. Can I preach to you right now that we serve a God that's ready to share the kingdom with you. You don't got to be worthy of it. Amen. 
In fact, there's nobody that is worthy of it. You don't have to be perfect. Amen. But you do have to surrender your life to Jesus. At some point, you do have to repent. At some point, you do have to realize that Jesus is not my plan B. He is the only plan I got. Amen. Hallelujah. He is all I have. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know I'm preaching to somebody. Praise God. Amen. Amen. There came a point where a lot of folks didn't like this kind of teaching. A lot of folks didn't like Jesus telling people, you're busted, you're broken, you've been kicked out of three churches, and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. And so some some... Some, some, some religious rulers started arguing with him. And Jesus tells them in Matthew 21, 31. He says, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. He let them know in so many words, I can do something with a beggar. I can do something with someone who says, God, I absolutely do not possess the means to do what's right. I am the beggar, you are the billionaire. And I'm asking you to have mercy on me because I am poor in spirit. I don't have anything to my name. I don't have legacy. I don't have reputation. I don't have parents. I don't come from a fluffy, rosy home. I don't have this. I don't have that. All I have is you. Yeah, because there was people in Jesus' day that they trusted in themselves. They trusted in how well they could dress. They trusted in how well they could speak. They trusted in the school they went to and the career that they had. They trusted, amen, in who they were related to. And they trusted in their network and their relationships. Amen. Some of them, amen, trusted, amen, in how good they were at jimmying the lock. Some of them trusted in how good they were at stealing things. Some of them trusted in how good they were at cheating on tests. Some of them trusted, praise God, in all kinds of stuff. But there was a small group of people. Uh, Jesus said they were publicans and harlots. I won't tell you what that means in, King, in normal modern day English, praise God. But I'm just telling you, it's talking about some broken, busted folk. Uh, amen. Who said, I know I ain't got nothing going for me except God himself. Uh, I ain't got nothing going for me, praise God. Never done right, amen, hallelujah. Ended up in a mess uh, because of all the bad decisions I've made through my life. Uh, but if Jesus will help me, praise God. I'm going to make it into heaven. If Jesus... Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Woo! Oh, come on, let's praise him. This is a wonderful message. Someone shout, praise God. But today is Resurrection Sunday. Today is Resurrection Sunday. And I'm going to preach to you about one of the greatest things that Jesus shares with us. And that is the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. The power of the resurrection. And if you don't know what the resurrection is, amen, it's when dead bodies are raised to life again. Praise God. The power of the resurrection does not wait until it's our turn to be resurrected from the dead to become active. Amen. It's active right now. I said it's active right now. Amen. The Apostle Paul in Corinthians begins to answer some questions about the resurrection. Because there were people in his day that could not comprehend, amen, how a body could be raised from the dead. 
And Paul said, this is easy. He said, because there's all kinds of things in life that already do this. You know, I love watermelon. Praise God. I don't, I, somebody shout if you love watermelon. Praise God. I love watermelon. Praise God. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not bougie. I don't go around looking for that seedless stuff. I'll eat it with seeds. Praise God. We're not down at Whole Foods paying $5 for a watermelon. Praise God. If my wife wasn't with me all the time, I'd get that watermelon cut on the side of the road by that good Mexican brother. Praise God. My wife doesn't let me eat that. Praise God. She protects me. Amen. Because I will pull over. Praise God. And eat me some fresh watermelon. But you know, when you look at a watermelon seed, it looks nothing like a watermelon. And nobody would ever think that that little black seed would turn into a big, green, striped, juicy watermelon. The two don't look alike. They, I mean, you would almost, if, if you had never known what a watermelon or a watermelon seed looks like, and someone dropped one in your hand and told you one day this will be a great, big, green, juicy, you, you could not imagine that. Praise God. And the Apostle Paul said the resurrection of the dead is the same thing. Praise God. It says you are the little seed and you will be buried in the ground. Amen. And I don't mind that you have all these questions about it because the truth of the matter is you can't imagine. Amen. What you're going to be when you raise up out of the ground and from the dead. Amen. I'm telling you it's going to be a glorious thing. It's a powerful thing. It's an unimaginable, ineffable, wild thing. Praise God. It is a radical thing. It is a transformative thing. I am telling you right now. Amen. You're not going to have a weight problem, an acne problem, a hair problem, a hair loss problem. I'm telling you, you can't imagine what you're going to look like. Praise God. I'm telling you, you're going to be looking 100% different. Praise God. You're going to be looking shiny and new. Praise God. Amen. I'm, come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. When you resurrect from the dead, it's going to be a glorious, powerful, wonderful, awesome. Amen. Hallelujah. Incomprehensible thing. It is unexplainable. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to the day. Amen. That God resurrects me. Praise God. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. But, but you don't have to wait until you die to experience that. Amen. Because there's a lot of us here. Praise God. That still remember what it was like to be dead in sin. And unable to imagine a better life. There are many of us all across this sanctuary that remember what it was like to be dead in our sins and incapable of imagining a better marriage, a better job, better children, a better future, a better education, amen, a better means of supporting ourselves. We could not imagine our life ever taking a turn and being where we're at today. You know what that is? That is the power of the resurrection working in your life right now. Amen. That is the power. Oh, when you were just that little dead, dry seed, amen, you could not imagine that one day you'd be a flourishing tree, producing fruit, blessing others, blessed yourself, praise God. That is the power of the resurrection. Hey, I'm telling you, Jesus specializes in raising things from the dead. He raised this body from the dead. He's raised some of us from the death of sin. Amen, hallelujah. I'm glad for the power of the resurrection. 
Jesus shares this with us. Jesus shares the power of the resurrection. He doesn't keep it to himself. Jesus doesn't say this power to go from death to life is just for me. He says it's for everybody that follows me. It's for everybody that comes after me. It's for everybody that surrenders their life to me. When you're talking about the resurrection and the events leading up to it, there's a few things you have to remember. And that is that the crucifixion of Jesus was nothing short of hideous. It was actually a hideous, horrible event by all standards. But for many, the most heart-wrenching thing about the crucifixion was not just the way that Jesus was tortured. But it was the idea that Jesus dying on the cross looked like sinful humanity won again. Dark, twisted humanity once again violently removed a holy man from off the face of the earth. The people watching, the people watching who followed Jesus, who loved Jesus, thought to themselves, we blew it again. The corrupt, the wicked, the powerful, the unjust, the heathen have won again. You ever, you ever have that feeling? Like people who do wrong seem to be getting ahead? You ever have that feeling? Like every time, amen, hallelujah, God raises somebody up that's a voice. Amen, somebody just chops them down. Amen, hallelujah. And that feels horrible. And that feels like there's no winning. And it makes you not want to try to aspire to anything higher. Because you think to yourself, praise God, if they shot them, if they killed them, if they murdered them, if they fired him, if they accused him, what hope do I have? And that was the real hard thing about watching Jesus die on the cross. Is that it looked like injustice ruled again. It looked like the wicked won again. It looked like living right didn't pay off. It looked like being holy didn't pay off. It looked like being a miracle worker wasn't even enough. It looked like the powerful prophet, the powerful man from Galilee, the powerful Messiah was not even capable himself of overcoming the wickedness and corruption of mankind. But that is not what happened. That is not what happened. Jesus, knowing the power of the resurrection, surrendered his life. It was not taken away from him. Amen. John 10 and 17 through 18, Jesus speaking, says, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man takes my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Wickedness did not win. Wickedness never had the upper hand. Wickedness was not controlling the situation. Wickedness was not the puppet master. Amen. Wickedness, amen, and injustice and injustice was not what prevailed that day. Jesus was doing what he wanted to do. And Jesus understood that there was a power inside of him, amen, that was going to enable him, amen, to supersede, amen, and to overcome the power of death and the grave. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. But guess what? 
Jesus shares this power with you and with I. Jesus shares with us the power to die and to come back to life. Jesus shares with us the power of the resurrection, which means I can go down one day and come back up the next day. I can go down on... I can go down at my mother's funeral and rise back up the next day. I can go down when I'm fired from a job and come back up the next week. I can go down, amen, when I don't get the grade I was supposed to and I studied all day and I can come back up the next semester. I can go down on this first marriage and come back up, amen. I can go down with this first child and come back up. I can go down with this depression, but I'll come back up. I can go, come on somebody. Oh, somebody give God some praise. Hey, I'm letting you know there is power in the resurrection. And you don't have to wait to have that power, amen, activated in your life. Praise God. You can bury your dad on Monday and come back up on Tuesday. You can bury, come on somebody, I'm preaching to you. Amen. You can watch people you love walk out of your life on Saturday and rise back up on Sunday. Amen. I'm here to let you know, praise God. You can get fired from a job over false accusations on, on Thursday. Amen. And have a new job on Monday. Praise God. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I don't know who, maybe, maybe everybody feels, amen, like their life is roses. Amen. But there's a few of us here, amen, that need God to raise us back up. There's a few of us here, huh, amen, that could use some resurrection power right now in our lives. Come on. Woo. Praise God. Oh, let's magnify Jesus. Hey, you could sit in a courtroom on Monday and watch a relative sentence to, to life in prison and rise back up to life. By Wednesday. I'm not getting a big amen. Some people are thinking, you know, pastor, pastor's being insensitive. Pastor's being real sensitive. Praise God. I'm being real sensitive right now to the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, amen, that if Jesus did not rise from the dead and the resurrection is not real, then you are without hope. Uh, it is a sad thing how many Christians I see living without hope. You know why? Because you've never got some good Bible study teaching on the power of the resurrection. Praise God. Ain't nobody ever really talked to you, amen, about the power of Jesus Christ to raise you back up out of depression, to raise you back up out of unemployment, to raise you back up out of poverty, to raise you back up out of drug addiction, to raise you back up out of depression, to raise you back up out of divorce, to raise you back up. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody help their pastor preach right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in my soul right now. Hallelujah. Amen. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4 and 12, I know, I know, look at your neighbor and say, I know. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. The Apostle Paul Amen. Through the power of the resurrection. Amen. Removed all the fears of being abased, hungry, and suffering need. He knew. He said, I know. He said, in fact, God instructs me on this. I know that the power of Jesus' resurrection will cause me 
to be full and to be relieved of suffering. He said, I know that there's days I'm abased. I know that there's days I'm going to suffer hunger. I know that there's days I'm going to be emptied out. But I also know, amen, that the power of the resurrection is going to cause me to abound. It's going to cause me to be blessed. It's going to cause, it's going to relieve me of suffering. I know this, amen, because it did it for my Lord and for my Savior. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 31, he said, I die daily. Amen. He said, every day, amen, I got a little death. He said, but every day I got a little resurrection as well. Praise God. Amen. The psalmist David wrote of Jesus in Psalm 16 and 10. He says, for thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Uh, somebody said that's talking about Jesus. That is talking about Jesus. But if Jesus is living inside of you, I got a good message. God's not going to let you boil in hell. God's not going to let you see corruption. God's not going to... If God's Holy One lives inside of you, praise God, you ain't staying in that trial. You're not staying in that mess. You're not staying in that depression. You're not staying in that anxiety. You're not living in that angst. You're going to come out of it because the power of Jesus' resurrection is inside of you. You're not going to rot. You're not going to go down. You're not going to burn up in flames. And even if you do, you're going to come on up out of it. Even if you do, it's not going to be a permanent station. It's not going to be a residency. It's just going to be something you endure for one season and come out of it the next. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give God a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. Not everyone likes this message. I'm not talking about me preaching. I'm just talking about in general. Four times, four times in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul says, I am on trial. I'm getting rocks thrown at me. I'm being left for dead for preaching on the resurrection. You would think everybody would be shouting over a message that says God's going to pick you up. God's going to raise you up. You won't live. You would think everybody would be excited about coming back from the dead. You would think everybody would be excited about coming back out of divorce. You would think everybody would be excited about rising up out of depression. You would think everybody would be excited about rising up out of anxiety and a spirit of suicide. You would think everybody would be excited about coming out of prison, praise God, and still having and getting a job you don't deserve. You think everybody would be excited, amen, about going from a drug dealer to an entrepreneur. You would think everybody would be excited about having a marriage that's about to split in pieces, having it come back together. You think everybody would be excited about not having a father and then finding a father and making better decisions, having better grades, making it through school being successful, amen, graduating. You would think uh, everybody would be excited uh, about going from being a prostitute, uh, amen, to a married woman. Uh, you think everybody would be excited uh, about the power uh, that can take you, uh, amen, from being a thug, uh, amen, to an honor roll student. Uh, you would think everybody would be excited, but everybody's not excited. Uh, everybody in this building's not excited. Uh, amen, hallelujah, but I tell you what, uh, we're not going to stop preaching 
preaching on the power of the resurrection. We're not going to just wait till Easter Sunday to talk about it. We're going to talk about it all the time. We're going to talk about it when we baptize you. We're going to talk about it after you come out of the water. We're going to talk about it at a Bible study. We're going to talk about it on Sunday and Wednesday. I'm going to talk about it in my text messages to you when I tell you I'm praying for you. I'm going to talk about it. Come on, somebody, because this is what our God does. He resurrects the dead. Oh, somebody give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. You know, some churches, some churches have chosen to put a big cross in the front. Other churches are a little more progressive. They get little fish shapes. Amen. You know, and you come down to Pentecost, you might see a little Bible on fire. Let me tell you, the real logo of Christianity, the real emblem is you. We don't need to hang nothing on the wall. We don't need stained glass windows. Praise God, we don't need a cross. What we need, amen, is to see one another living in a resurrected state. Amen. A newness of life. Amen. Rised up out of the ashes, taken out of the grave, stones rolled away. Oh, I'm preaching better than some of y'all are responding. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you're the logo. I'm the emblem. You're the sign. I'm the sign. You're the flyer. I'm the flyer. You're the invitation. I'm the invitation. Praise God. And you need to live it, shout it, talk it, walk it, breathe it. Amen. Preach about it. Praise God. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was in the grave, but I came out. Not by my own power, but by the power of the resurrection and the glory of Jesus Christ. Can we lift our hands right now and just pray for a second? Praise God. Oh, yes. Praise God. Amen. I got to preach. Praise God. I got to preach. I'm, I'm almost done. How can I get resurrection power in my life? Is it just something God gives everyone? The answer is no. God doesn't just give it to everyone. You have to get it. You have to get it. You have to get it. So how do I get it? Number one. You got to get out of Adam and get into Christ. You got to get out of Adam and get into Christ. What do you mean, preacher? Amen. The Bible sees people. There's only two kinds of people in the Bible. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with culture. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with education. There are only two kinds of people. Those who are in Adam and those who are in Christ. Who is Adam? Adam is the first man. Don't listen to nobody who tells you that there's multiple genders. We don't, we don't even have time to get into that. But I'm just letting you know. From the beginning of humanity... Even if you don't believe in the Bible, 
You have to admit that the way we all got here was because somewhere there was a man and a woman that started having babies. There was not two women that started having babies. There was not two men that started having babies. There was not... There was a man and a woman that identified as such that started having babies. And here we are. And here we are. Now, most people in the secular world and the non-religious world would just tell you, oh, those are just, you know, we don't really know who those two humans are. The Bible says, I'll tell you who they are. It was a man named Adam and a woman named Eve. Praise God. Now, we are the descendants of Adam. We got here because of Adam. And like any descendant and like any family, we have some genetic Amen. are sinful. You know how some of you got your mom's nose and your dad's eyes and your mom's cheekbones? Well, from Adam, you get the mess up. You know that inability to do what's right? You get that from Adam. You know, you know that thing that makes you want to quit your job every, every few months? You get that from Adam. Some, of, some folks stayed home today on some Adam stuff. Just doing Adam stuff. You know those people you stare at that you're not married to? That's some Adam stuff. You know that spirit that gets on you that says, I'm going to tear up my whole house until my husband lets me have my way? That's some Eve stuff. You single ladies, don't worry, it's coming. Eve, just get a hold of you. But the Bible says, you got to come out of that. And the Bible says, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna provide a second Adam. And, he, and the Bible calls that second Adam, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that we are to be in Christ. Because it's the only way to... Get, there, listen, folks. There is no third option. I remember a young man that used to come to church. And uh, I got to preaching like this. And one day he asked me, he said, you know, well, Pastor, I think this is a little extreme. And uh, there's got to be a middle ground. And I told him, I hate to tell you, there is no middle ground. In fact, middle ground is backwards. Praise God. You got, you got to get all the way out of Adam. Praise God. And you got to get into Jesus. There, 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 is no, there is no third category. Praise God. You got to leave one place. Amen. And slide into the next place. Praise God. Otherwise, you are in a hot mess. Praise God. Because Adam does what's wrong. Eve will do what's wrong. Adam and Eve will eat from fruit they're not supposed to. Adam and Eve will want to be gods instead of God. Amen. Adam and Eve, praise God, want to do their own thing. Amen. Adam and Eve, praise God. Amen. We'll have children that end up murdering each other. Adam and Eve, praise God. Amen. We'll give birth, amen, to all kinds of nasty and ugly things. Adam and Eve, praise God, will die, praise God. But the Bible says, amen, that you can get into Christ. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 22, it says, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That's talking about the resurrection power. It's saying that when you get out of 
of Adam. Amen. And you get into Jesus. Amen. You're going to have resurrection power working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And Galatians 3 and 27 tells us how to put on Christ. It says, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. If we are Christ, the power of the resurrection is in us. Praise God. You know what you need to do? You need to get you baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. And when you get baptized, you're... You're being submerged into the atom that doesn't die. Hey, when the first atom was left alone in the garden, he ate a fruit he wasn't supposed to. When the second atom was in the garden, amen, hallelujah, he drank from a cup he didn't want to. Amen, he made the right decision, whereas the first atom made the wrong decision. The first atom could not die out to his own passions and desires. The second atom died on the cross. The first atom, amen, amen, surrendered, amen, doing what's right. Amen, the second atom, amen, did what was right all the way through. He was the son of God in whom God was well pleased. Uh, he was. You got to get in Adam. You got to get in Adam. Hey. We got the baptistry here. It takes about 30 minutes to fill it up. Water be ice cold. But don't let that stop you. If you've never been baptized, if you don't know how you were baptized, you ought to get baptized today. That's a small amen. Praise God. If you, if, you, if, you, if you don't think it makes a big deal, you ought to get baptized today. Today's the day to make a big deal about it. Praise God. Today's a good day to get out from under Adam and into Christ Jesus. Hey, I want to be very honest with you. I mean, I'm sure there's probably one or two that could get with me. But I can't think of many people in this church that were more of a heathen atheist than I was I wasn't even raised Catholic I still remember the day I went to the Catholic church with my grandma I tried to take communion the priest just about hit me in the head we're talking about Mexican Catholic in Mexico praise God they'll lay hands on you and say y'all don't know those kind of Catholics I looked like a heathen then I mean I, I, I did not know a, I didn't know what a Bible looked like I had never opened one until I was 17. Never even touched one. We didn't even have a Bible in our home. My dad told me that Jesus was no different than Buddha or any other wise teacher. My, my dad told me not to, even, not to even obsess over those things, that they were, for, they were for weak people. My dad forgot to tell me that we're all weak people. Hey, Jesus ain't my crutch. He's the leg. I'm just going to let you know I can't stand without Jesus. Praise God. And when I came to God, I was suicidal. I was a drug addict and a drug dealer. That's a, that was a great combo back then. I was a hot mess. I could not imagine myself coming out of that mess. I tried, couldn't do it. I went to therapist, couldn't help me. I went through all the loops and all the channels, had plenty of resources available to me, and I still couldn't get my life together. And then I started going to a little Bible study. 
And they started telling me real quick, you got to get baptized. You got to you got to get baptized. You got to get out of Adam and you got to get into Christ. And I thought, you know, these people are making a really big deal about this. They need to chill a little bit. Praise God. But they didn't chill. They kept going. They kept going. And I'm so glad because you know what? Your friends out in the world, they don't chill. They're going to tell you, we got to go to the club. We got to go to the club. We got to go to the club. They're going to tell you, you got to drink. You got to drink. You got to drink. Come on, girl. You got to put this skirt on. You got to put this skirt on. You got to put these pants on. You got to put this makeup on. You got to put these jewels on. Come on, girl. Come on. You can't be like that. You got to look like this. You got to look like this. I mean, I'm, the world has no chill, but I'm so glad for a little church that had no chill. I'm so glad for a little church that had no chill. I'm. Hey. If you don't like the no-chill church, you better get ready because this is about to become a no-chill church. I'm telling you, I'm going to get this in your spirit, praise God, until you're talking about it, amen, with your friends and your family and everybody you know. I'm going to get this in your spirit, praise God, amen, so help me the Lord, amen, praise God, until you become a no-chill apostolic, praise God, until you're sold out on this, praise God, until you're telling... Hey, they kept hounding me and hounding me and finally I said, all right! All right, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed and not embarrassed to tell you, I don't even know how much I believed in God. I was trying, but I thought it was like a math problem. I thought like you got to figure this out, then you figure that out, boom, answer. I didn't realize it was a heart issue. And I told him, I said, all right, I'll get baptized. But I didn't think they'd take me up on it. So I said, Tuesday at 2. Right. said, got it. Came and picked me up. <laughs> we'll, we'll baptize you here Tuesday at 2. I, that baptistry we got, it's portable. I'll take it to your house. Just test me. Just test me. We've been in garages, kitchens, living rooms. Just test me. This is the... We, we ain't got no chill in this church. I'm just telling you right now. We got to get you out of Adam and we got to get you into Jesus. We, I'll baptize you at the Alameda Beach in that dirty water, praise God. I'm just letting you know we got no chill. We're ready. You got to be ready. You. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, we got to be that kind of people. Because if people stay in Adam, they die. But if they get this resurrection power inside of them, they will come back to life. Yeah. Oh, somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. Yeah. I promise you. I went to go get baptized. Drugs in my pocket. Drugs back in my home. I went and I got baptized. I remember when I, I didn't tell nobody I was getting baptized. It was a secret. I remember my pastor was like, yeah, you, didn't, you didn't call your parents? Nobody? Nope. I just need y'all to leave me alone about this. You keep pressuring me. Got baptized. I remember I was putting on that big robe in the back. And I remember I started staring at the wall. And all of a sudden it hit me. This is the most important day of all my life. And I felt so, so, so ashamed. I felt like, man, I got to call everybody I know and tell them to get here. 
I remember I closed my eyes. I had never done this in all my life. Closed my eyes in shame. Put my hands over my eyes. And all of a sudden, that room felt like it was a football stadium. It was the strangest, most unexplainable amen, sensation that I had ever felt to this day. I felt like I was standing inside of a stadium. But you know what I was really standing inside of? The presence of Almighty God. Amen. And I, I realized, amen, this is the most important day of all of my life. I came out of that room. I said, baptize me, preacher. Praise God. I'm ready for this. I feel the Holy Ghost right now like I did back then. Amen. I came down. Amen. Those stairs into that cold water. Praise God. The last thing I heard was in the name. I never heard Jesus, but when I came out, I felt Jesus. Praise God. In 18 years of suicide, 18 years of drug addiction, 18 years of depression, 18 years of anxiety, 18 years of... It was all washed away by the power of the name of Jesus. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Hey, I'm okay. I came out of Adam. Amen. I didn't realize. Praise God. I was coming out of the Adams family. Praise God. Into the Jesus family. Praise God. This hey, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. He told no, 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 no. Hey, real talk. I still got some preaching to do, but real talk. Some of you are in such a hole. You're in, you're, 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 you're so down. Praise God. Amen. And I, and you've been baptized in Jesus name and you're looking at me right now and you're thinking to yourself, preacher, I've done that and it didn't work. Oh, it works. But you know what you need to do? You need to go find you a quiet little place to pray and you need to say what I'm about to tell you to say. You need to say, Lord Jesus, if the power of your resurrection lives inside of me and I know that it does, I am asking you you right now uh, by the power of the resurrection and the power of the name of Jesus uh, for you to raise me up out of this situation in Jesus name bring me out of this mess bring me out of this alcoholism bring me out of this perversion bring me out of this depression bring me out of this anxiety bring me out of this division bring me out of this divorce bring me out of this death bring me out of oh Jesus Somebody give God some praise right now. Hey. You got to. In order to get the resurrection powers, you got to get baptized. You got to get the Holy Ghost. You got to get the spirit that resurrected the body of Jesus Christ from the dead inside of you. Romans 8 and 11 says it this way, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead will also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. You got to get the Holy Ghost. Joel 2.29 and then Acts 2.38 through 39. Amen. Hallelujah. Talks about that in the last days. God, God will pour out his spirit, not another spirit. His spirit upon all flesh. Praise God. Broke flesh. All flesh. Amen. Broke flesh. Rich flesh. Amen. Sick flesh. Healthy flesh. Black flesh. Brown flesh. White flesh. Yellow flesh. Don't matter what color your flesh is. Unemployed flesh. Job fit. Come on. It don't matter where you're at. Educated flesh. Amen. Uneducated flesh. Young flesh. Old flesh. Praise God. God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you get that spirit living inside of you, praise God, you're going to rise up to newness of life. 
Hey, it took, it took me a long time to get the Holy Ghost. We're almost done. We got the landing gear out. It took me a long time because I got, you know, I got funny when I came to church. I got the baptism thing going. I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Then the church with no chill came back out. It's like, you ain't done. You got to get the Holy Ghost. What is that? Well, it's the spirit of God living inside of you. I said, okay, when I get home, I'll ask God to give it to me. I said, no, 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 that's not how that works. Raise your hands right now. <laughs> and quicker than a bolt of lightning, ten hands landed on my head. A few on my back. Started getting the back rub and the, the new hairdo. People yelling in my ear. Speaking in a language I had never heard. I thought, this is getting really strange now. Praise God. But I stuck it out. I kept coming back. And you know, I'm just willing to try anything. But I just was not willing to get excited and outside of myself for God. I just wasn't. I just wasn't. And so I couldn't get the Holy Ghost. And you will know you get the Holy Ghost because you'll speak in tongues. That's how you'll know you have the Holy Ghost. Because you will speak in tongues. Because that's what the scripture says will happen. In Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 19. In Corinthians Paul says I speak in tongues more than you all. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost you will speak in other tongues. It is a supernatural phenomenon. I am not afraid to tell you it is a supernatural phenomenon that cannot be imitated, duplicated, induced, faked. Praise God. It is something that God will give you. Yeah. And I had a hard time believing that. I had a very hard time believing that. But I didn't have a hard time trying. But I did have a hard time letting go, as we say. I just couldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. And one day God just spoke to me. He said, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. You're acting. You're acting right now. You're acting all docile and calm. But as soon as you walk out of here, you're crazy. And I was. Outside of church, I yelled all the time. Screamed. Got, got in front of people. I, I had a rap group. We did concerts. And all of a sudden, when I got in church, now it's being all quiet and still. And controlled. But as soon as I hit the front door of the church, I was a wild man. And God said, you're playing games. It's getting quiet, praise God. He said, you're playing games. And you're never going to get free like this. And you're never going to get filled like this. And, and, and nothing's ever going to happen like this. I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but like I was talking to Brother Will one day back in the back. Shout out to Brother Will in the back with the babies. Amen. The man with the babies, praise God. And he told me, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm not a very emotional guy like that. And I don't know, I think he remembers this conversation. He said, well, Brother Will, I said, I better hope that there's no videos of you anywhere at a mosh pit somewhere. And he said, you know what, Pastor, actually there is. <laughs> I said, well, then God's holding you accountable. 
you better get up at the front of the mosh pit at East Bay Bible Fellowship. We got a mosh pit here. It'll happen in a few seconds. Just be calm. Praise God. And he did. And Brother Will came up to the mosh pit at East Bay. Praise God. And he started shouting. Praise God. And he started getting outside of himself. Amen. It wasn't too long after that. God gave him the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And he started speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave him the utterance. And the same thing happened to me. And the same thing happened to some of y'all. Praise God. You finally got outside of yourself. You walked up to the front. You threw those hands. You came out with your hands up. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You started shouting like you do. Amen. When you were in the world. And you started shouting like you did when you were in Adam. Praise God. And you started crying like you did at the old concerts. And all of a sudden. Amen. You started speaking in other tongues. Uh, as the Spirit of God gave. But that's what you need. Amen. To experience resurrection power. Praise God. It's the Holy Hey, Brother Mario, I'll tell you what. It was that Holy Ghost that was with you in the car when you crashed into that truck. Amen. It was the Holy Ghost, amen, that'll keep you. Praise God. Amen. In the most dangerous, awful, horrible, dark times of your life, it's the Holy Ghost that'll walk with you. Praise God. Through divorce court. That'll walk with you through bankruptcy. That'll walk with you through depression. That'll walk with you. It's the Holy Ghost, but you got to get it. And I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to finish with this. The last thing you got to do is remember. You got to remember. Second Timothy 2 and 8, the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, he says, remember. Everyone say remember. remember. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Yeah. I came to let somebody know. That when you're in the valley, better yet, when you're in the grave, remember. Remember that Jesus rose from the dead. And whatever your situation is, remember, he came out, I will too. Because his spirit is in me. Remember, when your marriage looks like it's six feet deep, with a few tons of dirt piled on top, remember. Jesus Christ came out of this, and so will I. When your finances, your children, everything that pertains to your life seems like it's not just suffering, but it's dead. Just remember. Just remember. You know, when I was talking to Brother Mario on the phone, he was in the hospital. When I first got the news that he crashed into the back of a semi, I'm not going to lie. I was like, Mario has died. That's what I thought, Brother Mario. I was like, Mario has died. Because I can't tell you how many people I know that have died that way. I know so many people that have died that way. And I thought, man, Mario, Mario died. But then the next text came and said, no, he's in the hospital. And I called him. We FaceTime, and he had tubes everywhere, bandages everywhere, and he was crying, and you know what he told me? When I get out of here, and I'm not trying to throw his business out there, but you know, Brother Mario has health complications of his own that could have made his situation extremely severe, but he told me, when I get out of here, this is what I'm going to do. Now, 
It could have been easy for him to turn around and say, I don't know if I'm going to get out of here. Pastor, pray for me. I don't want to die in here. Help me. That's not what he did. And the reason, he might have thought that that was him talking. But that was the power of the Holy Ghost and the resurrection speaking through him. Telling him, you're going to get out of here. There's going to be a day when there's not tubes hooked up to you. There's going to be a day when you rise up, praise God, out of this hospital bed. There's going to be a day when the nurses escort you out the front door. There's going to be a day when Sister Leslie tells you to take the garbage out now. You're doing better. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> There's going to be a day, amen, hallelujah, where the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is going to rise up inside of you and walk you out of this situation. Amen, hallelujah. And if, and if I felt the liberty, I'd talk about some of y'all, amen, that called me in dark times, low times, horrible times, amen, but you didn't talk about that. You talked about pastor, amen, just pray. Pray for me that I make it out of this situation. Pray for me that when I get out, that how I... We're talking about the resurrection power. It gives you hope inside your grave. It gives you hope inside your ditch. It gives you hope inside your death. It lets you know that I'm abased right now, but I'm going to abound tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm hungry right now, but I'm going to be full tomorrow. Praise God. Because there's a power that lives inside of me. It's the power of the resurrection. Oh, somebody give God some praise as the musicians come. Oh, somebody praise Jesus.